Hello, and welcome to the Social Distancing Podcast. It is the 15th of May, 2020, and it's now been 53 days since the United Kingdom have been put into lockdown situation. Today, I've got a guest with me that we've already spoke about on the podcast, so it's going to be interesting to see his side of the story. Russ, how are you doing? Hello, good morning. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Lovely. Russ is my brother. You may be aware of his current living situation from the previous pods, but if you haven't heard any of them before, Russ, what's your current living situation? I live in a house. You do. <laughs> I live in a house with you. So, uh, I'm not really going to say where, but yeah. <laughs> and during the lockdown, you are continuing to work? I am continuing to work, yeah. I've not, not been furloughed. I'm not working from home. I'm still working. Same hours, same job, same everything, really. Which is... Bizarre to hear uh, that, that you're continuing to work and you're still going to a place of work. Um, so far on the podcast that we've had, uh, nobody's actually been going into their place of work. They've been working from home. How has things changed for you at work? Yeah, it's very different. Well, when it first started, they started doing temperature checks. And then the next day you come in and there'll be only two chairs at the tables at, in the break room. Then the next day you come in, there's only one chair at the table. There's lines all over the floor, like two meter gaps everywhere. Uh, we've got, don't know how many people work in our building. I'm, I'm, I've just recently moved to a new building at my workplace. And I think there's about, say about 80 people in that, in the building. Uh, that they're split up into five teams and two of the teams have been furloughed. So you can guess that it's a bit, empty <laughs> compared to what it was sounds like it and so clearly they they're doing something to change the way that you work in to allow for that social distancing it's changing it's changing every day uh they're adding new stuff taking stuff away there's one area where people have to work next to each other so now well they're basically putting things where you don't work next to each other we're constantly being reminded all the time, two metres, a manager will come running up to you going, two metres. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, what's also happened is because they've got rid of uh, two teams and a uh, few of us have been trained up to take over their job. Currently for me, I'm doing pallets, which means I'm not doing much work because we don't have many pallets uh, in my area. It's strange that they continue to work Clearly, they're putting in the things in place to allow you to work. What's the um, environment like there? What's the, um, the attitude and the, the morale like between the workers? There's a lot of people, because there's been people furloughed because we don't have the work, and then there's a spike in work in other areas. So some people are having to stay longer to pick up that work. It's in their contract that they have to stay longer if they're asked to. But obviously, they're not happy at all because other people have been told to stay at home on full money and we have to stay longer to make sure all the work's done. So people's, and obviously people are coming in saying like we're, we are risking our lives basically uh, to come in and do our jobs. Yeah, it seems, um, seems like a very difficult situation where uh, companies are like that. Uh, even my company are currently working in that situation where there there are a certain amount of people that are still working and there's a good chunk of people that are furloughed. Mm. There's certainly a different attitude between the um, the people at the, the company. And you can see it um, running through companies in years to come. 
uh, being that, oh, you were furloughed, or you weren't here for that, oh, these people are the ones that hold down the fort, these people are the, the ones to look up to. Um, how, I'm guessing you're getting that sort of sense of feeling already at your place. Well, kind of and kind of not. Uh, we obviously, you know, you want to be, most people in the warehouse want to be furloughed, uh, you know, for safety reasons. And also it's not bad being sat on your ass for 80% of your wages for doing nothing. But we say we don't, no one holds anything against anyone who's been furloughed. It's quite a good attitude to be fair. And we, yeah, we actually look at people who've been furloughed and go, good for them, good for them. Uh, I'd like it to be me, but we don't say, oh, look at them sat on their own or whatnot. It's going to be um, interesting when people get back to work. What's the feeling like now with regards to yourself? Will you be continuing to work through um, the current uh, outbreak or are you expecting to uh, see yourself furloughed at some point? No, there's no way I'll be furloughed now. In fact, uh, I saw on somebody else's Facebook, uh, someone in the old building that I used to work in, They've had the phone call today saying you've got to come back to work on Sunday. I don't know if it's the same for my building. I haven't heard anything, which I assume that I won't be being furloughed. We are in the position where the government are looking to try and get people back into work now. It's... Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Go to work. Don't go to work. Um, don't use public transport. Don't go to work. Go to work. Yeah, it's um, very mixed messages from the uh, government <laughs> regarding whether you should be at work or whether you shouldn't, whether you should be using public transport or whether you shouldn't, how you should travel to work or how you don't travel to work, what you can do with your children if you are going back to work because you can't give your children to somebody else to look after because that's crossing mm. families. And it's it's very convoluted currently. It's almost like the government wants to be seen to be doing something, yet at the same time aren't actually achieving anything by the things that they're saying. It's very mixed messages at the minute. I honestly don't know. Until I see things happening, I never, I just listen to news and go, oh, okay, they say this, they say that. But until you see something happening, you just don't believe anything, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's clear. You've got to sort of take everything with a pinch of salt until you actually do see it. And as somebody who's been furloughed now for 53 days, mm. I've not seen any change my life has sort of been stuck in this sort of ruts for 53 days now and there shows no sign of it changing or, or or being amended we are 53 days in yet you're still working through that i mean does it feel like you've had somebody around the house for 53 days <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> i thought that might be the answer <laughs> Usually, I mean, usually you get a bit of a break from me. I do work away from home for three days a week, but it's been 53 days constantly up in here now, so I can imagine it is different for yourself. Yeah, it's very different because uh, what we've been living in this house for it's over three years. Is it four years? I can never remember with time. But in that time, you've always worked away Monday to Wednesday or Monday to Thursday. So that time, Monday to Wednesday... I'll get my stuff um, done. I'll get my stuff, um, things that I need to. Like when I come, because I, I work night shifts, I come home at six in the morning and think, oh, I'll put my washing in, go in the shower. I'm like, oh, better not do that. <laughs> I don't want to wake him up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's weird coming in at six in the morning and somebody's there and I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> I'm usually talking to myself at this time. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult because we, we do have that situation where you work nights and um, usually I'm on a, a sort of day shift pattern. So I, I would be um, asleep when you got in from work and, and the likes. But I guess over the last few days with my, my body clock shifting, uh, you have been seeing me awake in the morning and awake for a few hours. So um, it's, I think my my body's almost shifted to that pattern because of living with you on nights because it allows me to have that awake time while you're at work. So yeah, it almost gives me the time to to be awake, <laughs> sort of, while, while nobody else is around. Yeah, yeah. For, for a lot of people, if you're furloughed or if you're off, you're trying to look at entertainment to keep yourself busy. But with you being at work, I mean, is there any different entertainment, anything to change regarding the, the things that you're doing to keep yourself sort of entertained and active? Well, yeah, of course, because I'm uh, all the time off. Uh, usually at weekend, I'll go to see my friends. Big shout out to Heavy J and Abby if uh, they ever listen. Uh, I usually go around to their house at a weekend, uh, uh, go see them, either have a few drinks or just play games, watch films and just general stuff that you do. Instead, um, basically, my life is go to work, go to Tesco, stay at home. And over the weekend, I can't go anywhere. Although uh, I did because uh, the new rules I came in now. Uh, I went and met my friend Heavy J at Bramcook Park today. We both stayed two metres apart, didn't go near each other's car, had a walk around, found two benches, sat on the benches, had a good talk for a couple of hours and uh, went back. So it was quite different. It's nice to get out there and see someone. It's the um, that, that change that we've had in, in the week is, is allowing people to go out more, whereas we had one hour worth of or one time you go out for exercise during the day. You can now go out for as long as you want to exercise and you can actually meet people as long as you're not going in with the two metres um, distance. So, yeah, it's great that you've been out, being able to go out there and meet someone. It was good. It was good going out with Jay and everything, but in the park there were lots of people in the park and people on blankets, like say like six people on a big picnic blanket. Like, oh, you're not from the same household, are you? <laughs> so people are abusing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that locally that I'm seeing people, even at the small park that I go, where, where, where I do my sort of daily walk around and uh, spin my poker stops. I do see people there and they, you'll see uh, people, there'll be eight people on a tennis court playing football or something like that. Or there'll be, there'll be groups of lads sat down chatting, drinking sometimes even. And uh, it, it's clear that the social distancing isn't happening there. Even the relax that we've had in what we can and can't do, it has been reported today that the R number, the amount of people that are getting infected by the one person, has risen again. Mm. So mm. it's how seriously is it been taken? Because people are complaining that the government saying the government are the problem and the government caused this. With the United Kingdom, we have the second worst death rate in the world. Yet, I don't see people social distancing properly. And you can only blame the person who's charged the authority to a certain point. A lot of that responsibility does have to come down on the people. And I think there's so many people that still aren't taking it seriously enough. 
Yeah, well, even the other week, uh, myself and you went down to Tesco. Uh, I went in first ahead of you. Uh, you came in a couple of minutes later. And I think you heard my conversation with the worker there. I was stood there waiting for her to just move out of the way. And so she just went, um, it was only a narrow gap, less than a metre and a half. So you could just come past me. Like, well, it's not social distancing, is it? Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what I said. I think I was a bit snappy. Yeah, no, I caught the end of the conversation and it's it, it was clear that there was no consideration given for somebody who's stocking shelves in a supermarket. They're yeah. stood there stocking shelves, yet the aisle isn't big enough. This is not a major supermarket. This is a small local supermarket. Mm. So the aisles aren't big enough for people to get past uh, next to somebody else. There is a one-way system for a reason in the store. And if somebody's stocking shelves, everybody has to pass them. Yeah, everybody could have the chance to infect that one person. And if she picks it up, everybody has the chance then to pick it up <laughs> off her oh, no, as they yeah. pass. So it's, yes, they've made great leaps and bounds in the shop to improve. They're stopping people, too many people coming in. There's always someone on the door saying, uh, you can come in now, they've gone out and things like that. But then you see the, the arrows on the floor, so you follow the arrows. And then you get to round to one and somebody's going the, the wrong way up the arrows. You know, oh, just, no one pays attention to anything. Yeah, it's going to be, it's still to that situation where it's going to be bizarre to see what the next step is for the country. And if things do start easing, whether we do get that second spike that people are talking about, because if people do go, right, oh, lockdown's off now or it's, it's all eased now we can go back to work we could go do this can do that mm. how quick will it devolve back to the normal way that we used to live and then everybody pass it back on to each other it's yeah it, this is it, isn't it? yeah it's, it's gonna be a bit of a yeah. well let's just go with uh boris's herd mentality oh what, what did he say uh, uh, what's the phrase herd in immunization oh i don't know I'm saying my words wrong. Just infect everyone and see who survives. There was somewhat of a message at the start of the, uh, the outbreak. I don't think that's the current on-brand message. No, I don't think it's an official thing. So exercising, have you been able to get out and exercise still? I know earlier in the year that you were getting out to the gym and stuff like that. I mean, if it's not exactly something you can do currently going to the gym. Are you managing to exercise at all? or is... No, that's the thing. Uh, I kept saying, oh, I'm going back to the gym. I'm going back to the gym. I've got some belly on me. I'm going back to the gym. Need bigger arms, you know. Uh, went back to the gym. A week later, gym shut down. Oh, great. So, uh, yeah, the exercise I get is uh, I've got two little weights here every now and then. I pick them up for two seconds, put them down again. Ah, that's enough of that. I love a McDonald's. Uh, the other exercise is at work. Every now and then, I'm sat around most of the time, so every now and then I'll get get up and walk around the warehouse, just uh, you know, a bit of a walk. It's uh, a bit of exercise, but to be honest, that's all I'm doing. I mean, I can't really claim anything with exercise. I mean, my, my exercise is shot through the floor. Um, mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, uh, a bit of exercise I've been getting is uh, playing rock band with you. Well, yeah, I guess it, it gets you up and around and moving around in the lounge and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, when you're singing and you get a bit too excited and start jumping about, or when there's a big song and you're just frantically moving your right arm up and down. <laughs> Exercise, isn't it? It's true, true, very true. And 
I mean, certainly at the start of the uh, the outbreak, one thing I noticed a lot that you were doing, you were uh, being involved in a lot of voice calls and a lot of uh, group conversations and the likes. Has that been something that's carried on? I, I think I've noticed a bit of a drop off with that. Uh, are you still finding that you, you're getting involved in talking with people, keeping up with friends uh, in, in group conversations or are you doing it in a different way now? Yeah, it's not so much anymore. It was at the start of it. Uh, we get a, like every night, I get um, my mate little Matt and his friends uh, calling up. I think it's uh, to help their own sanity because uh, a few of them are on their own. Uh, so we have a four-way voice call and chat for a bit, get the entertainment. Then I've been on one of the apps with people on a Friday night. There's four of us on because uh, everyone's stuck in their own house. We're playing drinking games on there where you put names into a thing and it says, oh, this person does two shots or this person nominates somebody to say something or take a drink kind of thing. But I haven't been involved in one for a bit. Although we will be involved tomorrow night. We it's, will tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, technically it's tonight because it is uh, 20 past 12 in the morning at the moment. Yeah, I mean, as, as yourself, uh, somebody who works on a different sort of <laughs> time scale, and myself, who's currently out of the swing, it did make sense that midnight uh, recording a podcast might just be the thing for us. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and like I say, uh, so you, uh, myself, and you, and our friends Ben, who's been on the podcast, Chris, who's been on the podcast, their partners, uh, we've been getting on and we've been. We've been doing the video chats where we're all on and we're all we'll all watch the same program together. Uh, but as it's wrestling, Royal Rumbles because they're entertainment and it's fun. And yeah, so we're doing one later today for your vision or what is left of your vision this year. Yeah, big point that I wanted to discuss with you. Really, I mean, your vision song contest it is today stroke tomorrow however you want to see it the 16th of may yeah it's been cancelled a long time ago been a bit of a strange eurovision season uh, people that know me will know that i'm get very involved and really get excited about eurovision and learn all the songs hear them over and over again but i kind of shut down a little bit with it this year as soon as i heard that it wasn't going to happen but yourself, you've actually been keeping listening to the songs. You've been um, really enjoying the, the, the music this year. Yeah, so I did initially shut down for the Eurovision thing as it's been cancelled. But some of the songs I just really liked and I kept a playlist of uh, the ones that I liked. Uh, shout out to Bulgaria and Iceland. And uh, so I've been listening to them, adding them to my normal people playlists. And then, uh, so this week we've had... Uh, Tuesday and Thursday would usually be the semi-finals. Instead of the semi-finals, they've just played what would have been the semi-finals in in order, just like the music videos. And this coming Saturday, we've got a two-hour special, which I'm quite looking forward to. Don't really know what to expect. It says they're going to honour all 41 songs this year and then have some surprises, like last year's winner singing. I think all the fans... I've sending in videos of them singing Johnny Logan. What's another year? And then all the artists, uh, they're all sending videos of themselves singing Love Shine a Light, which was uh, our winner, our last winner, <laughs> 23 years ago in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> Katrina and the Waves, shout out. Yes, it's, um, the, but there's one part of the uh, Eurovision magic that we're going to be missing this year. 
and mm. that is the getting together with friends around somebody's house, having a few drinks, and watching how other people <laughs> feel about the songs because we've listened to the songs for months now. We know yeah. all these songs yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much inside and out. But we'd be watching our friends experience these songs for the first time. <laughs> and it was always this wonderful thing where you know this bizarre, weird songs coming up and you just can't wait to see the reaction to it. Uh, yeah, like Hackman Monsegra or whatever it was last year. Yeah, Hackman Monsegra, yeah, That's last year. And, I mean, this year we're really looking forward to seeing what people would think of Georgia or Russia. I mean, these are exciting, interesting, different songs. Yeah, we've got a shouty song and a... Uh, what, would you, what would you describe Russia as? Well, Russia, I, I hear a lot of people say it's a modern version of a Barbie Girl-esque song. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I go along with that, but yes, I mean, it's very it's very in-your-face pop. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's nice to listen to. But yeah, it's, it's good having that because every year I used to watch Eurovision. It'd be, we used to live in a house with Chris, you, me and Chris. Um and we, you and Chris would get into it, and like the weeks leading up to it, so the night would come, I've not heard a song, and I've just got lots and lots of alcohol, and I just shout at the TV, get more drunk, shout at the TV. It was only up in, even about three years ago, me and my friend, uh, another Chris, a uh, third Chris, uh, we were uh, in the living room with yourself, um, his wife, uh, about four or five other people and me and Chris were stood at the back talking and uh, we basically got kicked out. Yeah, you were talking all over the good music. <laughs> well, <laughs> debatable. Well, it's your vision music. So. <laughs> I mean, you did shout out two songs on it, which were clearly going to be the two songs that were going to be in the race to, to win this year. Um, that is Bulgaria with Tears, Tears Getting Sober by Victoria. Yes. And Daddy Freya and Think About Things for Iceland. Now, for me this year, there was only one there was one song, one song really that could have won it if you were going purely on the music, and that's Bulgaria. Yeah. It's yeah. the best song. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. People are liking it to Billy Eilash meets Disney. It's nice and, uh, yeah, nice, but a strong message behind it. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful song. But what it would have been great to see is the competition between them and Iceland. Iceland may be not the, the best song, but it has the stage show. It has the heart. It has the humour. It, it almost pokes fun at Eurovision, but at the same time embraces Eurovision. And it would have been great to see the split on that, to see really what would have come out on top. Yeah, I think Iceland, the... Uh... It's a funny thing about your vision. If you're in the Eurovision bubble, you think you expect one song to win it because like everyone's talking about the one song. Then you get to your vision night, and then you realise, oh, there's lots of fans who are. Well, if I look at my Facebook, it's all the rockers who who watch it, which is bizarre. And uh, a lot of them rockers. Uh, I'm not trying to offend anyone by by this, but uh, they're very nerdy in a way. Uh, myself included, and you watch 
Daddy Freya from Iceland, and they are all nerds. They've got like eighties eight bit T-shirts. They've got these weird instruments that look like the fellow fallen out of King's Workshop or something. And uh, you can just imagine people going, "This is fun. Let's vote for it." That, and that's what it would have been. I mean, the only other one to mention is Lithuania. Um, it's a song that we neither of us, I don't think, think would have won. But I'm, I'm going to mention it anyway because every Eurovision fan site or every Eurovision community, the actual Eurovision fans that are hardcore fans that go every year. The people in the bubble. The people that are inside <laughs> the bubble that aren't outside, that don't see the other songs, what other people would like. I'm seeing everybody voting that as their favourite and the one that they think would have won it this year. So I'll mention it, but if I'm honest, I think it's a bit too inside the bubble, a bit too Eurovision Mm. for it to have actually won it. Yeah, I think uh, I saw, that was one of the first songs I saw, and I was like, oh, everyone's going to be doing these dances, I can imagine, but the song's a bit flat. And then Iceland came out, which is, uh, you know, it's a bit funny, bit nerdy and russia come out it's poppy and a bit funny with the dance and stuff like that and so okay russia's here iceland's here they both trump lithuania because they both do better at the genre than lithuania do and the songs are better songs yeah uh, agreed agreed on both of them but it's one of those things with eurovision this year uh, eurovision 2020 we will mm-hmm. never know what could have won it and nope. the point that next year None of the songs that were entered in this year will be able to qualify or will be able to go. So all of these songs will be lost in time. We'll never really get to, the, to see the Eurovision stage. Yeah, it's a shame. And uh, I know lots of uh, the artists, uh, whether you like Eurovision or not, there's people who are artists who've worked all their life to go to Eurovision. It's a dream of theirs. And when it says, sorry, dream's over, it breaks the heart. And... I know, oh, I can't remember what country it is, but the the person said they're not going to go. I think it was Norway. She's not going to go next year because it's broken her heart too much. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some of the acts that were meant to go this year uh, are going to be coming back next year. The, um, the country's delegation have turned around and said, yes, we'd like them to still represent us next year. And some countries turn around and saying, no, we're not sending that artist. We're going to do our, um, our normal selection stage uh as in like sweden uh because their selection stage is a massive tv draw for them it's really big so they said that they they can't be in a position where they put that artist through because they lose massive tv ratings so we will see some of these artists again we may see some of these artists that aren't confirmed for coming back next year actually getting through their qualification phases and getting back anyway is there any other events that have been cancelled that have affected you? Yeah, two actually. One that's affected both of us. We're going to see The Book of Mormon, which is a musical. Uh, we're going to see that in August, I believe. Yep, we were due to see that in August. And that's been pushed back a year. And I was also supposed to go off to Huddersfield to see the Helen Megatar, I think it was called, which is Green Day, Weezer and Fallout Boy. I was quite looking forward to that, but obviously they've cancelled it. I think that was in June, which is a bit heartbreaking. Of course, understandable in this situation that we're going through that things are getting cancelled now. And yeah. 
I'm glad to see that the Book of Mormon have uh, rearranged for next year. So we're still in the situation that we're going to be able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. A, a year down the line. Mm. I've had tickets for stuff before that's been over a year. So I could play the waiting game. One thing that's uh, come up over and over again on the podcast, and I'm going to discuss it with yourself now. And I think I know the answer. And it might be a quick question, really. Disney Plus, something that <laughs> hasn't made its way into our house yet. Nope. <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, I'm not. I'm not massively ready to run out. Well, don't have kids, so the Disney films don't appeal to me as much. Although I'd like to see Wally again. Um, I'm not a Star Trek fan, or no Star Wars, isn't it? I'm just no. I'm not Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. C three PO bugs me, so <laughs> uh, I don't watch that. Uh, well, I've I've watched the first seven films, and I just can't be asked with eight and nine, so I haven't seen them yet. Maybe in the future, and I'm really not bothered about the Mandalorian. So you can scream at me if you want. Even Heavy J was telling me earlier, watch it. It doesn't feel like uh, Star Wars. Uh, you like it. I'm like, uh. no, there with you. I'm not a big Star Wars fan either. The Mandalorian doesn't really have any draw to me. It's, and I've found other things to be doing, so it's I've not felt the necessity to get Disney Plus. Have you been watching anything else during the uh, during the outbreak? Yeah, so I was about to say uh, I've obviously not been out, going out. Going back to the entertainment thing, I've been watching more TV. Uh, I have Netflix. You have Amazon Prime, so we've got lots of TV to watch. Uh, I've just started watching Supernatural, which. If you know Supernatural, it's 15 series long, 24 episodes series, and each episode is 40 minutes long. <laughs> so plenty of TV watching to get you through at the minute. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm really, really enjoying it. Being myself, I grew up watching Buffy and Angel and that sort of thing. It goes on along them lines, and it's just, it's just a fun show, to be honest. And... I always have a TV show that I'm watching that I'm not really watching, just having something on in the background. And at the moment, I've found Bob's Burgers. Uh, you can't not love Bob's Burgers anyway. But it's been nice to have 10 series of it to sit down and watch. That's a good shout. I've, I've probably <laughs> only got through about four or five seasons of that myself, so I might have to uh, jump on the back end of that and watch a bit more. It can drive you a bit mad at times, and you have to have a bit of a break. But yeah. It's good. It's Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and one one thing that hasn't been cancelled is computer games. No, no, of course. It's quite interesting. Like, uh, I've seen you've been playing the game that everyone's been playing at the moment, uh, which is Animal Crossing. Yeah, I've um, slipped <laughs> into Animal Crossing this week. Um, I, I, If you've heard the podcast, I sort of got back into World of Warcraft and... Uh, I've been coming back away from it, taking a step back, and it's been quite nice that I've slipped back out of it. I've I've sort of binged on it, and now I'm I'm sort of clear of it a little bit now. So I'm not finding the drive to go back on and play the game. So um, I was having to think about what else I want to do, and I realised how many people were actually playing uh, Animal Crossing, and thought, you know what, I haven't played this game for tens of years at this mm -hmm. point. So jump in, play it. And I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying it. It's a nice, cute, fun little game. I'm not feeling pressured to jump on and play it or anything like that. 
I don't feel like I have to grind it or have to do every last bit of it. But yeah, it's a fun and enjoyable game. So hit me up if uh, you're playing Animal Crossing because I'm mm-hmm. still new to it. So I don't have everything. I don't understand the game yet. So what? I mean, what have you found yourself playing? Well, um, I think uh, it must have been at the start. I don't know. I can't remember any anymore. But uh, Resident Evil Three came out, the re- remake which Resident Evil is my favourite franchise of video games. So when they re- said remaking Resident Evil 3, I was like, yep, straight on that. But I bought it and completed it within six hours. Uh, that's a bit disappointing. And then the week following, I must have completed about five more times <laughs> just because uh, I didn't have much to do. And then the week later, the Final Fantasy VII remake came out which is my second favorite gaming franchise well i say final fantasy 7 remake final fantasy 7 part 1 remake and it's not even classic final fantasy had three discs it's not even a full first disc part one uh, do you know how many parts this is going to be because it's clearly only got what a, f- a fifth of the way through the story <laughs> maybe well it's part one's all set in midgard took 45 hours to complete but if you think about it like Go back uh, from back in the day. I remember disc three of Final Fantasy VII only really had one little area and the rest was endgame, grinding up endgame. So this one, it w- it should be in three parts. They said, said it's in three parts. It might take another two or three years for the next part to come out, though. But they do say it's in three parts and that's how we'll get it crazy really but yeah i mean it looks like a nice game i don't oh, think yeah. i can i don't think i can <laughs> sit down and put the hours into it myself <laughs> well yeah as soon as uh as soon as you load the game up and you're going to midgar you see a bird flying across it and it just zooms out and you see Midgar in all its glory it's like this is the most fantastic looking game i've ever seen and they've redone the music for it the music's a big part of it. it sounds phenomenal looks phenomenal they've changed the gameplay a little bit but to be honest it's not in a bad way it's quite nice to play it the way it is so is there anything else you want to discuss about the current situation the the lockdown that we're, we're currently in or the the, the the bizarre situation you find yourself in where you're not as such lockdown because you're still going to work <laughs> yeah well um listen to a previous podcast of your lot you kept uh, referring the the global crisis as the event, yeah. and I can't believe that there's nowhere posting up memes and things about the Mitchell and Weblock, where one of their segments was a game show where they kept saying, "Don't mention the event." It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so every time I hear the event, I'm like, "Don't mention the event." We don't talk about the event. It's a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> I tried trying to get away from the situation because it felt like it was a don't mention. <laughs> it. So, yeah, it was Chris who decided to uh, the, the, the event is the way forward. I'm not sure if he was trying to play with me on the Mitchell of Web sketch. <laughs> no, I was waiting for him to mention it, but no. Nah. No. So here I am mentioning the event. Don't mention the event. So once the event is mm-hmm. over, uh-huh. um, what are you looking forward to getting to do again? Uh, getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just going out with friends, basically. It's like at my workplace, 
just before the lockdown happened, we'd all put our money together. We'd hired a couple of lanes out in the bowling alley and we're going to go play bowling, have a few drinks, go into town, just socialise like that, meeting different people, uh, having a laugh and things things like that. I think uh, the first thing I want to do when lockdown comes is go to, uh, am I allowed to see restaurants on here? <laughs> yeah, feel free. Yeah, well, shout out to Annie's Burger Shack, uh, my favourite restaurant in Nottingham. <laughs> uh, when I, as soon as I get out of lockdown, I'm going to Annie's Burger Shack. I'm gonna have a bacon blues, and oh, yes, <laughs> I'm gonna love it. It's such a shame that they haven't kept open during the um, during the lockdown. But at the same time, I could see us ordering from there. Every day, <laughs> and certainly every week. I'm not yeah. sure about. I'm not sure I've got the money to be day. doing it every day. But yeah, I mean, they are yeah, usually special occasion burgers. But oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, grabbing myself an Annie's as well. Yeah, it's it's quite funny when you look down uh, when you're scrolling through social media and you see Deliveroo is delivering to your area now. It's like, oh, that's nice for them to expand whilst. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the events happening, and I keep seeing Lossig. Like I can't even say the word Lossig Iwana, which uh, is a nice restaurant. I'm like, oh, shall I order from there? Oh, a bit expensive. Oh, nice food. <laughs> yeah, it's um the the the, the a bit of the problem that I've had myself. I've slipped into it over the last couple of weeks. Is uh, I've started eating a lot more fast food. Uh, mm. I think with the change of body pattern, with the sort of the i think the the spirit in me is being broken a little bit and i'm just not having the same drive to cook myself something or do something uh so it's i, I the, the decision now is right um where can i order from so it's dangerous yeah no i know what you mean though i'll have one day where i'll be eating salad and having my huel drink and be like yep going to be healthy from now on the next day i'll be like oh i enjoyed that calzone the other day well, maybe i'll just have another one thanks for joining us today and thanks for having a chat on the podcast uh yeah yeah it's been great to be on the podcast it's uh always good to talk to people and i'm a podcast listening to a person and uh it's nice to actually do a podcast with someone yeah just about <laughs> what goes on in the current world that we're living in yes but uh uh, thanks for everybody to listen to the uh, the podcast today. Uh, please do feel free to get in touch if you've got anything to discuss, want to chat, want to get on the pod yourself. Get in touch with us at the SD Pod at googlemail.com. Thanks a lot and take care. Bye.